Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the five biggest weight loss mistakes that happen for women around menopause, having worked with over 6,000 women in their 40s, 50s and 60s. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's episode. So Rob, we've worked with so many women over 40 who were struggling to lose weight and weren't seeing any movement on the scales, no matter what they tried. These women were trying all the things which worked in their 20s and 30s, but then stepping on the scales at the end of the week and seeing zero movement now that they were in their 40s, 50s or 60s. And for many of these ladies, this was starting to have a big impact on their confidence and their self-esteem, making it difficult to enjoy life to the fullest. And I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to who are they felt they were no longer able to wear their favorite clothes. They were choosing clothes to cover up problem areas instead of wearing the things they liked, putting in loads of hard work and effort, but just not seeing that change in the mirror and starting to worry that they'd never be able to get their weight under control and see amazing results. But despite all of those problems these women were facing, we've helped these women to remove all the barriers that were blocking them from seeing results and to quickly and easily get the scales moving, lose the excess weight, regain their confidence and get back to feeling amazing in all of their clothes, all in just a few short months. So in today's podcast, we're going to reveal the five main reasons that women over 40 struggle to lose weight. And we're going to share our top strategies, which have helped over 6,000 women to drop one to two dress sizes, fit back into all their favorite clothes and feel amazing wearing anything they like in 12 weeks or less. Okay, so we're going to get straight into it. We've got five things today we want to cover. The First one, and one of the main reasons I see, Ben, that people are struggling is they're doing the wrong type of exercise. They're doing the wrong type of exercise for that age and hormones around menopause, which means they just don't see any results, no matter how hard they try. So a lot of people think that they need to do more intense exercise and that will help them lose weight faster. If they're not seeing progress, they need to sweat more in order to burn more fat. And the more they sweat, the more they burn. So they try things like gym classes, HIIT training, spinning, running. But the problem with this is, you can get away with this when you're younger, when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s, but extreme exercise is actually interpreted as a source of stress by the body. And for women around menopause, this can actually overstress the body. It can actually trigger what we call the weight gain triangle. So this is where cortisol levels, the stress hormone levels are too high too much of the time, which for a lot of our clients is partly because of work stress. They obviously, a lot of people we work with are in high pressure roles at, at work. They've also got a lot of family pressure. But then they can make this even worse by doing really, really highly stressful exercise. It all contributes to the same um, stress on the body called allostatic stress, which is the total stress, and that increases cortisol levels. So if you spike the weight or trigger the weight gain triangle, it will make it way harder to lose weight, especially from around the middle, which is where a lot of people that we speak to struggle to lose the weight around menopause. So the weight gain triangle are three additional kind of hormonal challenges that can happen if you overstress the body. So Leptin resistance is the first one, which is a satiety hormone. If you have leptin resistance, you're not going to respond properly to food. You're going to have increased cravings, especially for carbs and junk food. Second thing that people will get with the weight gain triangle is insulin resistance. Now, insulin is a storage hormone. If you have insulin resistance, you're more likely to store fat, especially around the middle. So you're more likely to get that 
middle age spread that most people don't want to fall foul of around menopause. And then the last thing that happens is thyroid deregulation. So the thyroid is the gland in your throat that controls your metabolism. If you have thyroid deregulation, it slows down your metabolism. The last thing you want to happen if you're trying to lose weight. And this is something that's already slowed down with age around menopause. So this is kind of like a, a triple whammy, leptin resistance, insulin resistance, thyroid deregulation that will make it way harder to lose weight and way easier to gain weight. And it's made worse through extreme exercise. So the only way to see good results around menopause is to work with your changing body and hormones rather than against it, especially if your life is already pretty stressful at work and at home. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that so many people still don't get this right. And more, more so than, you know, the clients that we work with, um, it's more the kind of the personal trainers, other plans, other programs still don't kind of understand this. They still put out the same kind of advice that works amazing for those women in their 20s and 30s, but it just doesn't work at all for women around menopause. So what would you recommend people do instead if they want to start seeing really good results? So what I recommend is list training. So that stands for low impact strength training. I mean, training is already in the word. It should just be list really. That's like we have hit. But instead of HIT, this is a much lower intensity form of exercise. And this will work really well with your changing body and hormones around menopause. So it's basically lifting weights in a slow and controlled manner. And you can do this from home. It's very flexible. And it keeps the stress levels on the body low while still combating most of the age-related, well, all of the age-related problems, actually, that can happen around menopause. So you'll combat sarcopenia, which is muscle loss. So it will build muscle back. It will make you firm and toned. It will lift your bum and tone up your arms. Cardio will not do this. Hit will not do this. It'll actually burn muscle and make these things worse. It'll improve bone density as well. So osteoporosis is a risk that people can, can kind of uh, be more susceptible to after menopause. So it helps actually build bone density, but in a low impact way. So unlike things like running, which is not only highly stressful, but high impact, which actually, yes, maybe it could help with bone density, but also causes a lot of injuries. For people as they get older, it doesn't really work well at all. This works with the changing body perfectly and it achieves really rapid results with both toning up the body and burning fat and losing weight. So doing list is like using a dishwasher rather than hand washing everything. If you're doing these things that used to work, these cardio, um, running, hit, spinning, gym classes, that's kind of like hand washing everything. It takes loads of time. The results still isn't even that good a lot of the time and it's really exhausting. If you use a dishwasher, you just put everything in really really quick and easy and you get way better results and this is what i'd recommend around menopause so that's the exercise side of the equation but as we both know you can't actually out exercise the wrong diet so what are the biggest mistakes ben that you see people making with their nutrition around menopause so the first and kind of the main one is that they're either eating too much or they're eating too little which again then means they don't see the results they wanted now, the first thing to note is you can't really escape the basic science of weight loss. So calories are a measure of how much energy is in food and drink. And, you know, you see a lot of people on, on social media who are saying, you know, it's all about calories in and cal versus calories out, this sort of thing. And, um, you know, you, you can't escape that. Like if you eat too many calories, you're going to gain weight. Um, and if you eat the right amount of calories, you're going to be able to maintain your weight or even lose weight if you eat slightly below that. So you must consume the right amount of calories consistently over the whole week in order to lose weight. Now, this needs to be not too much. So if you eat too much, your weight will go up, but also not too little, because if you eat too little, 
um, that can also have negative impacts. So a lot of diets will kind of hide this from you using either a point system or other kind of rules to effectively achieve the same thing, but make it seem like they're doing something special. So for example, um, keto or low carb, which was kind of very popular recently, which essentially is cutting out a whole food group. So if you cut out carbs completely, the result of that and why that works for losing losing weight is you cut out a load of calories out of your diet. Or if you do a point system, like you'll see in a lot of the different slimming groups that are out there, it's essentially like tracking the calories that you're eating, but just doing it way less accurately because you're doing it with sort of made up points rather than doing it with the actual measure of energy. But I know you talk about calories here. Obviously, there's that science there, but I think people could take this too far and only look at calories and not look at food quality, the types of things they're eating. So do you think it's just about that for people around menopause or is there something more to it? No, I think for, for women over 40 as well, um, and women around menopause, not all foods are going to be created e equal. So even if the calories on the packet are the same between two foods, one of these foods may be better or worse than others. So the way they measure calories in food is by burning food in, what, in what's called a bomb calorimeter. I remember doing this in uh, science in school where we took a, a Watsit, we burned a Watsit, and somehow we measured the calorie value of the Watsit and compared that to what was on the the packet um, but basically you burn this thing and you you see how much heat comes off so the problem with, with this is it's not a true representation of how our bodies actually digest food it's a lot more complicated than that so the makeup of the food changes how many calories are actually taken in by the body so typically the more processed the food is the easier it is for the body to digest so for example if we look at something like protein around 10% to 30% of the calories in the protein are used to actually break it down. So it's actually quite difficult for the body to digest. So you end up only taking in, you know, sort of 70 to 80% of the calories are absorbed into your body. So you eat 100 calories, you may only take in 75 calories overall. Other foods such as fiber as well, which are found in fresh fruit and veg, um, there are types of fiber which your body can't actually digest. So, you know, some of the, the food that you're actually eating doesn't really get digested. It just kind of passes straight through. And fiber generally slows down the digestion and, again, is more difficult for the body to process than um, highly processed foods. So highly processed foods, things like crisp, chocolate cake, pasta, basically anything which contains what we call the WADS foods, which are wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar, these have all been processed. And what basically happens when you process food, it's almost like you've sort of partially digested it. You've made it easier to eat. You've sort of broken it down. And that means that you can then absorb all of the calories. They digest very, very quickly. And it means that it's not going to keep you feeling full for a very long time. So this sounds like it can be a bit of a minefield. Like you said, there's these foods that uh, want to avoid. There's foods to kind of, we need to eat the right amount of. There's the calories. Like What's the easiest way for people to actually get the balance right with food around menopause? So the easiest way is to track what's called the key three. So if you focus on three things, it should be number one, calories, number two, protein, and number three, fiber. And for all of these, it's about finding the right amount for you. So you want not too much, you want not too little, you want just the right amount. If you eat too much food, you're not going to be able to lose weight. If you eat too little food, this can overstress the body. It can trigger the weight gain triangle, which you talked about previously, Rob, and that can make it harder to lose weight and easier to gain it. So inside our Fit Over 40 program, we give every one of our clients specific nutrition targets just specifically for them, which are right for their body, their hormones. And they're usually surprised by how much they can eat and still typically lose one to two stone every 12 weeks in a way that's really flexible and which means they can still eat all of the things that they like as well. 
So we kind of covered the eating and exercise bit, but as we both know, like a lot of people can still struggle to see results, even if they know what they should be doing. Like we've told, we basically said in this episode, here's what you need to be doing. I'm the same as well. Like, why do you think some people or all of us struggle, even if we have all the knowledge? Yeah, I think the the problem for a lot of people is they don't have anyone to turn to for help and support when life throws them a curveball. Like the the theory can be absolutely bang on, but it's about how do you put that into practice? How can you um, deal with things like a family crisis, a stressful week at work, holidays, weekend blowouts or any other distractions? And that happens. And then that just leads to them giving up. Yeah, that's right. Like a lot of people feel that they should be able to do it on their own. I, I definitely feel the same way. Like, why can I not manage this on my own? I even have a personal trainer that helps me with my training because, again, maybe 10, 20 years ago for a lot of the clients you work with, so in their 20s and 30s, A, their life was way less stressful, way less busy. They had less responsibility. They might not have been caring for children or parents or both and a more pressured job. Um, but also the body responded way, way more easily so they could just move more and eat less and shift the weight pretty quickly and easily doing almost anything. However, around menopause and for a lot of the women we work with, not only have their bodies changed, but their lifestyle is far more busy and far more stressful. So it's way easier to get derailed and think, sod it, I've had such a hard day at work, I deserve a treat and order a takeaway, I open a bottle of wine, half a pack of crisps, and then undo all the hard work from that week. So doing it alone is really, really hard. And there's kind of a reason why all our clients were stuck, often for years before we started working with them. And it's not just because we give them that approach that we've talked about already that works with their changing body and hormones, but we also provide expert support it's a bit of a tongue twister, expert support specific for women around menopause. So we've seen every issue a hundred times before. So we know what the solution is and we can give people that solution instantly rather than them having to spend months of trial and error, not seeing results and trying to figure out what to do. So we've got two more things we want to share with you as well. We're going to share those with you in part two, but we have a great example um, of someone who's put this into action and the kind of results you can see even around menopause. So this is from a client called Sarah who was stuck kind of gaining weight during a challenging menopause and she changed the things we talked about today plus the things we're going to talk about next time and here's what happened for her. So Ben, why don't you read out what um, happened to Sarah? Um, we've got this testimony we found just before the episode. That's I think a really amazing example of what is possible for people around menopause. So I'll just read out exactly what Sarah sent us. So she said, um, I had an awful journey into the menopause, not quite realizing what it was, but suffering with aching joints, high levels of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And most of all, surprised by how much I was aging over a short period of time. My weight crept up over a few years and I let it, thinking that this was normal and just part of the aging process. I went through phases of exercising, mainly high impact or cardio, convincing myself that I needed to break into a sweat to be burning calories and to be making a difference. And eventually stopping either through injury or periods of work stress or a lack of results. And I was still bothered by feeling sluggish, out of shape and disheartened by only fitting into a fraction of my wardrobe. Yet I couldn't bring myself to remove the smaller size clothes to make much needed space for the larger sizes. And I met with a friend who I hadn't seen for almost a year, who was eight months into her journey with Trinity. She looked amazing and she hadn't just lost weight, but her shape had also changed into slim and athletic and she looked radiant. Naturally, I was interested to know what she did to transform herself. And she told me about the Trinity plan she was on and a bit about the journey. And then I signed up the next day. So I tried Noom in the previous year and found it expensive for what it was with an off the shelf calorie target that was easy to cheat and with no accountability. 
I also found the daily reading on tips to stay on track excessive and ended up stopping reading them and eventually stopped the program altogether. But now I'm four years, I'm four, not four years, four weeks into the Trinity plan. And I have so far lost half a stone. I was surprised at how quickly I started seeing results with the workouts and felt better in my clothes in the first week. I thought the hardest thing for me was the hardest thing for me to give up on this plan would be alcohol. But since starting, I've overcome all my cravings and I'm really enjoying my fitter and healthier outlook on life. The meal plan is really easy to follow. I don't feel at all deprived due, due to the guided eating patterns and targets. I'm also enjoying the workouts and love the way I feel afterwards and particularly how much stronger and more toned I am. This gives me the motivation to keep driving forward and to make sure the exercise is properly managed in my week. The investment is worth every penny to teach you the nutrition and exercise skills needed to sustain long-term health and weight loss. The goals are customized to work for you and the team are a driving force to help you make your goals achievable and a reality. Amazing. So that's just an example of what is possible around menopause for people if you do do the right things and combine it with that accountability and expert support that we talked about earlier. So Ben, if people want to find out more about the plan that Sarah followed, where's the best place for people to go? So if you want to find out more about working with us and to get the plan that Sarah followed, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can get all of the details on that page. Amazing. So that just about wraps up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time for another episode. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.